a very special episode of Spooky Shit Podcast. This spooky shit is brought to you by We're Tired and Didn't Have Time. We did not do research this week. Well, we did in the form of watching all nine hours of the fantastic miniseries Bly Manor. Haunting. Haunting at. at of the Haunting At series Anthology. by Mike Flanagan on Netflix. Um, and so we decided we're going to talk about that. Instead, but first we have we have a thank you. First, before we even get into that, and I'm sorry if this isn't the regular kind of episode you would listen to, Donna. But we just want to say thank you to Donna Barr, who's our number one fan and keeps emailing us. We don't even know her, and she sent. I know she's like not even a like. Well, she's a friend for sure, but she's not even like someone we know. And she's not even related to us by blood. And she rules, and she's like the best person yeah so um um, thank you so much donna and we will share your ghost stories in a future episode but we didn't want to share them in this one the one where we don't do the thing we do yeah we're doing something else so watch next episode we will include donna's ghost stories we have a few for now um and we'll just we'll sprinkle them throughout yeah and if anybody else who's not donna or you are donna wants to send us ghost stories and wants us to talk about them send them yeah love it just love it keep sending them in um So we watched all of Bly Manor. We watched it over the course of many months. It's old. We know it's old. We know it's it's like what? It's from like six months ago, which is a lifetime ago. Yeah, and we had we had to do it this way because half of our household hates scary things. Uh And we have to do this in secret. Yeah. (laughs) In the in the dark of the night. Yeah. In in the silent of the morning hours. I have to abandon my wife to go Mm -hmm. downstairs in the silent morning hours Mm -hmm. and to watch the Bly Manor, so so she is not frightened yeah. by the ghosts and goblins. So we're gonna give you our thoughts. We're gonna uh-huh. give you our opinions, our theories, and just before you call us out, like who the fuck are you, spooky woman who only knows about aliens and ghosts? Um, I have media training. I also have media training. Me and Brandy are both media mavens. We went to school for film. We went yeah. to school for story. For story. We went to school. And we worked, we did internships that were unpaid in the media. We read scripts and we critiqued them. Perhaps you've seen The Twelve Pups of Christmas. Perhaps you've seen A New York Christmas Wedding. The, all of those we didn't work on, but we worked at the place that produced we, them. We worked there. I also did spend four years working at the Cartoon Network critiquing stories, writing scripts, and pitches. I was a dog walker. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, let's talk about this show. Can you tell me what happened in the nine hours? Okay, so just like as a brief breakdown. It's it's akin to a part of a sister with cousin to the haunting of Hill House. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's a, it's not a direct... There's the same actors, so it's like American Horror Story, where they have the same actors, they're playing different roles, it's a whole different story. It's mm-hmm. probably in the same universe, though, we can talk about that mm-hmm. more, like the same, like, mm-hmm. there are ghosts here universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so if you haven't seen The Haunting of Bly Manor, you cannot listen to this episode. It will not make sense. Unless you're one of those people... No, it won't make sense. You can't. Yeah. You just can't. But Blanket, here's, no. here's the gist for those, for those silly billies who just want to hear us ramble. Very silly. Yeah. Okay. So it starts out at a wedding and there is an old, quote unquote, old, very beautiful woman who comes and she's like, I'm going to tell everybody here a really long fucking story. Beautiful gray wig. Beautiful gray wig. She's gorgeous. She tells them a story about this nanny who goes to work at this big house called Bly Manor Mm -hmm. and how that house is full of ghosts, full of tragedies, weird shit happens Two kids who were living there, they're creepy. They're so, so scary. Scary children. They're weird. There's a cook, the best man He's the best lived. man in the world. He tells jokes and he cooks. And he's hot. There's a gardener. Uh-huh. Who's also hot. Amazing. Incredible. Mm-hmm. She's hard. She's cool. Yeah, she's cool. She's, she doesn't let everyone in, you know? Yeah, there's a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's amazing. Beautiful. The, the pants, shirt combos. Oh, on her. She's just- out of this world Mm -hmm. and basically the nanny has to figure out what's going on who are these ghosts she's falling in love she's learning how to live and then she dies wait the nanny yeah she does die yeah so that's basically the story (laughs) <laughs> that's that's very simplified but very yes. simplified but what we want to talk about so i mean we lo- i loved it 
How do yeah. you, what are your reactions? Um, I'm just going to stay right off because this is a sister, a cousin, a lover of a previous series, The Haunting of the, the Hill Haunting House. The Haunting of the Hill House, yes. Um, I'm going to say I like Hill House better. I... I think it's more solid. Yeah, I think Hill House makes more sense internally. Yeah, but this one is fun. And I think I think the thing that I enjoy about it that makes it feel different is very fairy tale esque this one? Yeah. Yeah, the other one was very... So the first Hill House series, which you should also watch because it's fucking incredible. Really but good. Like, right now, I'll tell you, the trigger warnings are, it's just a lot. It's a lot about suicide. It's about death. It's about dysfunctional families dealing with yeah, grief. Very dysfunctional families, like, with very real problems. Yeah. That, like, there's, like, addiction and grief and, like, falling Depression. Out of family relationships. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's really good. It's, like, the drama yeah. is, like... On point. But this one? This one is just like magical love torn asunder yeah. and and like just just deep mystical creatures yeah. who are coming out for revenge. Like Ugh. very heightened, very much more yeah. fairy tale-esque, which makes sense because it's the setting up of it is that it's a story someone's telling. And it's it's you know what's different is that this one is in, in England. <laughs> Yes. Oh, there's like, and the other mm. one is in America. Like yeah. that totally tracks for me that they yeah. should be those different tones, um, especially the house they're in, which is like an old English gothic manor. manor. Yeah. So yeah. let's start. We have a structure. We have. Oh, I'm sorry. So what are we talking about first? First, we're talking about the writing, which was what I wanted to. Let's do it. I, I mean, I thought that we were talking about that organically. Um, but I want to let the people know, for those who are holding on for dear life, that we have a structure. We're, we have points we're going to reach, and we have an ending. There will be an end to this. There will be. Just hold on. <laughs> it will be okay. So writing-wise, Hill House, you think better, just tighter. I also agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Bly Manor, it doesn't have as, like, har- the rules get a little weird. Yes. Um... It's like, so there's this one ghost in Bly Manor that's uh, like a bad ghost and is infecting all the other ghosts. Yeah, her name is Viola. Her name's Viola and she, you get her whole backstory. She was betrayed by her sister, but she was also a really selfish person. Her sister was a selfish person and she was very Mm strong-willed and she turned into this ghost that hurt a lot of people and like kept spirits like in pain constantly because of how she was as a person and how she died. Um, But... uh, what she can and can't do, yeah, that's what I'm. Is, yeah, is like fuzzy. It's a little fuzzy, yeah, because we because the humans. It's from a human point of view, so we don't know. We yeah. like don't understand, except for when it's not in a human point of view, and it's um the one the housekeeper. What's her name? Hannah, Hannah. that died. Yeah, let me go into her point of view, and then it gets even fuzzier. Yeah, because it's weird. Like they try to explain to us, and they don't do. It's not bad. It's compelling. Like, they're jumping through their memories. Like, ghosts mm-hmm. jump through their memories at Bly Manor only because they're stuck there. Yeah. Um, when they die. Um, but it's it's confusing about what that means. I think mostly, for me, at the end, mm-hmm. when Viola goes into Danny. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for Danny? Like, why does she... What... Is she jumping around or no? Because they're out of Bly Manor or... Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because in, in the previous example of this that we've seen proven a few times, when a ghost goes into a human, the human is gone. The human is right. not there. And, and especially when you welcome the, them in in the way she did. Like, yeah. that's what happens to Miles literally, like, two episodes beforehand. He welcomes yeah. in Peter is the name of another ghost he was a that's a bad he's man. a shitty man yeah um he goes in and then miles is gone like miles is in yeah. his memories and peter is in charge and somehow danny has the power to like fight viola it's the power of her... love and being a good nanny yeah, somehow <laughs> she can just do that until she can't anymore which is not really explained but you know i think there are plot holes there are popcorn questions these things that come yeah. up of how the rules work and and they could bother you but i think that overall the story like it works well the yeah. way they set up the reveals works well i think mm-hmm. it really is great in in the first couple episodes when they're setting up the ghosts in the background oh, the, my god the amount of creeps that are just sort of in the corner like in we the shadow that. they they're everywhere and it's really compelling, like, yeah. what is going on. I was coming up with theories. I was like... Oh, yeah, me too. It, it's really it's really interesting the way they set up a mystery. I think there are times that the writing goes a little bit 
silly. I don't mind. I really don't mind silly. I think. But I guess, yeah, I guess it's true. <laughs> the, like the place where it all feels very consistent, where it goes a little silly for me is the the scenes with the uncle. Uncle oh. Henry. Yeah, I don't even remember what his shit yeah, was about. He does not need to be in this show. Yeah, let's think of a reason why he needs to be in this show. He needs to hire Danny. Uh-huh. And then... He needs to be there for the kids at the end when they have... That's it. Yeah, they need a real guardian. Yeah, he doesn't need to have, like, a cheating storyline in the yeah. middle. He doesn't have to have his own, like, personal drama with his brother that died in an accident. Yeah, it was probably supposed to be a red herring, like, he killed his brother or something. But I never thought that. No. And I didn't care. And, yeah, you're not endeared to him in any way. He's just sort of a fuck. Yeah, so, he's like a bad man. So. Who don't who won't take care of his kids. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if he was going to be important, he should have had... Like, he should have been there. What was his redemption even? He just died? His redemption was that he decided to come back and, like... Take care of his kids. Yeah, for 13 seconds decides to save Flora and then fails doing so. (laughs) And then he's like, now I'm going to take care of these kids. Like, he he doesn't need to be there. Yeah. (sighs) If, if like, Owen... Or one of the other characters was just like, I'm going to take these kids. That would make more sense to me. Oh my god, me. if Owen took the kids. Here's the thing about Owen. He's the best person. The chef. He's the only good name, man. He's the best man I've ever met. He's the only good man. <laughs> um, I think we're transitioning right now right into characters. We're going, yeah, so might as well. Just like, first of all, Owen is the best he's man. He's the only good man. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah. And his his struggle is so real and relatable mm-hmm. in this world of fantasy, dealing with his mom, like, dying of oh. dementia and, and the feeling of relief mixed with, with sadness. I'm it's like... so... But look, oh my god. It's it all, real. Uh, yes, that's extremely real, but it all ties in because the ghost, the really bad ghost, Viola, mm-hmm. never gets to leave the dementia and, yes. the, and the grief and that she's always constantly just there and she doesn't get the relief mm-hmm. of death, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a lot of what the, all the haunting stuff is about. Like, right. Death is like something to be grieved, but also it, it, it can like it, some, it's also a relief. You're like. Right. Something's suffering. Something's passed. Yeah. And he's a really great example of like, this is a healthy way to deal with this. Like, yes, you feel Mm -hmm. sad. You do stupid stuff. You get drunk in the middle of the night. But you also like feel those feelings and are honest with yourself about those feelings. And you let them go. Yeah. And we love him. Okay. Next character. Hannah. Hannah. Just go right to Hannah. Hannah Because, oh my god. I love... I don't know how... The only thing that's wrong with Hannah is that she's a housekeeper and she wears the most amazing outfits. (laughs) Like, does she clean? Is that part of her job? Never seen her clean. Yeah. She does it for one scene and then immediately the child has to take over for her. Yeah. I don't think she does that. I think she's just stays perfectly well and and they bring it up later it's a throwaway line but peter a ghost like remarks about her that she's just spending so much time dreaming up new outfits for herself that she can wear as she's flitting in and out yeah of of being here and being in ghost town and it's true they're dream outfits they're really amazing you know what i forgot about that yeah that is uh yeah Yeah, because she's the only ghost that changes clothes you're fucking right. Because she, that's what she's about. That's what she likes. And she's in love with Owen. Which is It's just so, nice. so lovely. Like, if their relationship could have happened, it couldn't because she dies. Her death is awful. It's so bad. It's, it's the worst one. She goes right down a well. Miles Pushed fucking, by a little kid. Pushed by a little kid who's possessed by a terrible man. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And she's, like, down there for days. Yeah. The reveal of that is incredible where she's seeing the crack everywhere oh, yeah because she doesn't know she's a ghost y'all she does not know mm-hmm. she's a ghost but she sees she's her her dead body is looking at a crack in the well yeah and then she starts seeing the crack everywhere and yeah. then she looks down in the well and she sees her own dead body and i think the thing about her which really works is is her goodness too she's just like at her core she's good she's always yes she's always thinking of the dead she's always mourning those people she's caring for the children she won't leave and do her own thing yeah i think that, I mean, I, I would like to go right into Jamie from that because mm-hmm. 
Owen, Hannah, and Jamie are the best people in the world. The best people in the world. Like, they are, there's no, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, they like, well, I mean, like, if they do something stupid, it's like there's a reason and, like, they are fully formed characters. Yeah, they're not boring, like, yeah. perfect. They're perfect, like, they're well done and they're good people that you want to be friends with. Yeah. Oh, like, my Jamie, because Jamie, I love the when she talks about her hard life and the shit she's done and how she found her, like, salvation in gardening. I know. She hates people. Yeah. And it all makes sense. But she's like, she's snarky. She's fun. She's mm-hmm. like, gonna be there for someone having a breakdown, which happens a lot. It happens a lot with her choice and partner. <laughs> um, yeah. And she, it just tracks to the ending where she stays with Danny, even though Danny's literally possessed by the worst ghost in the whole yeah. world. And um, she's just like, you know, day by day. Yeah. And only someone, you know, that that makes sense for Jamie because Jamie had a hard life and she also took it day by day. Yeah. And she also like made something of her hard life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It all goes around. So the best people in the world aside, let's talk about the more nebulous people. The, the children. Shall we get into the let's children? Let's get into the children. Number one, they are not the best child actors. I'm just going to throw it out there. They are not. And occasionally their very dramatic lines were extremely amusing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're doing a hard thing because a lot of the times they need of... to pretend like they are adults in children's bodies. They do not succeed at that. But they do not succeed at no. it. No. Um, I think they're... I like I like Flora and her dolls that seemed like really organic. She's pretty good at uh, being afraid. Yeah. I think that was the main thing they needed. But she's not very good at being, uh, like, calculating or, right. or like... No, she can't... No. Look, let's... Yeah. It's hard. The maturities are... But but I think as characters, like, they are what they are, which is, like, innocent kids caught yeah. up in something horrible. Yeah, truly, you you kind of, like, there's these... This path laid where you're supposed to think that Miles is, like, an evil, evil man. Yeah. Evil creep pervert boy. Right. Um, but he's just possessed by an evil, evil creep, creep pervert, pervert man. man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you start to have that uncomfortable-ness, which is you know, interesting. Um, yeah, but at the, at the end of it, like, the kids are just kids. They are, and they don't... I think it was really good that they don't remember. Yeah. Like... Because that brings on a whole nother dimension where you're just like, because we just dealt with so many years of like family trauma in another series. Mm-hmm. And just like, it it would be a little like, whoa, let's explore how these ghost hauntings that you saw that traumatized you and you almost died affected you because that's what the whole other series was about. So why are we right. just ignoring that? So I, I but like, that's that's the fairy tale aspect. Like if something's yeah. really bad, like you forget and you get to be a, a perfectly fine person and the people who can handle it remember. Yeah. So I think that they're fine, they're cute, they they do their best with a hard role. I think yeah, I mean we could we could go right into like Peter Quint, which played by Miles sometimes yeah. not well. But the worst man in the world. This is a good villain though yeah this man um he possesses miles he died at the hand of viola at the manor mm-hmm. um he was dating miss jezel yeah um and controlling her he was um, awful just to a, her a huge dickhole ta- textbook abusive boyfriend yeah. and that relationship that they showed was felt very real oh my god yeah it felt it was like if you looked at the dsm and tried to figure out like what a domestic abuser, like, the signs of a domestic abuser are, like, yeah. he was, like, you know, like, oh. it was because his mom was also emotionally abusive to him, so it, like, And his dad down. was physically abusive to him. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so you, like, you get to know why you're like that. Not that, obviously, you're, like, not, like, excusing behavior, but, like, no. it's it's good to know why. Yeah. It, it, it He's a really good, believable villain as yeah. opposed to, like, the the Viola villain who's just, she's in the clouds. She yeah. is a fantastical monster that has really, you know, some some story within a story fairy tale within a fairy tale sort of thing going on where peter is like this is a real man that you need to look out for yeah because he does not think he's evil he thinks he's a good man doing his best he thinks he is good for rebecca his girlfriend he thinks he is doing the best for himself and he is just a nightmare i have an argument re viola being like a fairy Mm -hmm. tale i think what I, I think, yes, she's definitely more of a fairy tale story, but like what grounds Viola in reality for me is that she, um, she, I think anything that grounds me to like old Victorian novels is mm-hmm. that the woman have to get married 
to like live <laughs> they yeah. have no other choice yeah and she's and sh- the way she dealt with that is she's like i'm just gonna fucking get married because she's very strong-willed and she just did it mm-hmm. um and she doesn't get mad when her sister marries her her husband because like whatever. she gotta she got yeah it. like you have to keep the house and the bly house so for so- that for me makes it like less of a of a fairy tale um or a horror gothic horror mm-hmm. tale i don't know that puts it in perspective but still those old flashbacks are they're much more dramatic and much more stories yeah um i think danny is probably we should talk about her oh love her she's got big teeth <laughs> we we <laughs> joked about her at the beginning because she's just the most american person yeah. so american yeah she's the, the most american person and when we uh she just wears like denim jackets it's the 80s she has a high pony she's a scun she just her voice she's like i am american I am an Am- and this is an I american am- actress <laughs> yeah she's like i'm not from any specific place in america i am from america but i have teeth process i have like a teeth put into my mouth yeah. to make my mouth bigger yeah um yeah, she she's great. Like the way that she like deals with her own trauma going out through the whole thing with her fiance. Oh my god! And that ghost, the fiance ghost, is fucking cool. Yeah, he has um, big round glasses, and it reflects the lights of the car that killed him. It's yeah, so like... they're just bright lights the whole time, uh, and he's always in mirrors. And I think the that actress is just really amazing. She's fucking because she played um... Eleanor. Nellie. Nellie in the last one. And mm-hmm. she had to, like, her scenes where she has sleep paralysis, like, blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And in this one, she's just, like, constantly being scared, constantly being, like, tortured by some memory, yeah. some creature. And she's also doing a love story at the same time. She's falling in love. She, like, is is interesting because she's not perfect. She's not like Owen yeah. with his, like, perfect, just good person. <laughs> she, like, will do things that will hurt people she will lie to people she will like do her best but fail yeah and i think that that uh she feels very like relatable in that way yeah well done especially like yeah she hurt a lot of people's feelings by not being honest about herself yeah and she feels like she's responsible for her fiance's death yeah she's not no well, and, and I think that what's good about her is that, like, at her core, she's always going to be there for the kids. Yeah, that's what she... Yeah, she's a teacher. Yeah. She's a teacher, and then she is a She nanny. knows how to do that tough love, which is very important. Those kids need that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she doesn't know the whole situation going in. Yeah. But, but she definitely feels like a hero. Yeah. And and you root for her. Um, I think we only have Jessel to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, Miss- and, and Henry, but he's nothing. He's silly. We talked about Henry too much already. <laughs> he's nothing. Um... Yeah, so Jessel is the old nanny that came before mm-hmm. Danny, and she died. Yeah, she's just, like, she's just tragic. She's just, yeah, I don't think there's, she had an abusive boyfriend. Um, yeah. She wanted to be a lawyer, and he was like, you're never going to be a lawyer unless you... Uh. Well, no, he was the only person who encouraged her. It was like, you are so smart. You, like, deserve to be doing better than this. Yeah. But he used all of that to get her. I know, because he like found the exact what the keys, yeah, the exact <gasps> thing that she wanted to hear from a man that she had she had never heard, and he used that to get in there. The keys, the keys oh, to get that's into such a someone. Nasty man. Yeah. He, and the and the tragic thing is is like if you have that ability to like find that thing a person really needs to hear, mm-hmm. you could use that to really help them, to really get close to them and be a good person to them. Yeah. He, but he uses it to control. Yeah, but he has some moments, like, with the kids where he's, they they like him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's being really nice to them. And, like, there's a reason why. It's not like Miss Jezel, who, what's her first name? Rebecca. It's not like Rebecca's stupid. No. Like, he has moments of, of kindness to her and, like, she, yeah. she has feelings towards him. And she has moments of standing up to him when he's yeah. acting like an but asshole. he's so good. Yeah. So I think that she's super relatable and, and... Like, the things that she'll do for the kids at the end when she realizes yeah. that she's been tricked, like, how much she's protecting Flora the whole time is, like, really commendable. Yeah. And makes a lot of sense for someone who made it just a really bad mistake. Yeah, it's so sad, because that's, that's all it is. Yeah. She just, like, trusted the wrong person. Yeah. And now she's, like, making up for it. Where The rest of her ghostly days. She's She's, like, willing to die for... This little girl, like, feel dying so she doesn't have to. That yeah. part of the end. She feels she... like she has to. 
Yeah, and, and it's like, that's what a caretaker does. And it's so, it's so, like, you know, I think she's redeemed, like, almost instantaneously. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should also talk about the ghosts we saw. Let's try to list all the ghosts. We got the plague doctor. Yeah. Little boy, no face. Little boy, no face amongst the dolls. Attic bitch. We attic bitch, who is the bad sister. Yeah. We're both bad sisters. Um, <laughs> Lake bitch, worst sister. Lake bitch, worst sister. They have Hannah, who's she's the best. Amazing. And sadly dead. And then we have, uh, I think, I think we have just plague people. Nameless yeah. plague people yeah. died in there? Because it was a plague hospital for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think so, yeah. But yeah. There's, there's no, like... There was one ghost in Hill House that pissed me off because I <laughs> didn't know who he was. And when um, little Luke, like, goes down to the cellar, he sees just a man just, like, dragging his body across oh, the floor. Oh, basement like, man? Who the fuck is that? I think that might be Mr. Hill because he's in the basement. No, but he's behind the wall. Yeah. Well, that's just where his body is. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyway, so ghosts, yeah. there's lots of hidden ghosts in this one. Yeah, and I think that... We, e- we haven't even seen them all, I'm sure. And we then we have the psychological ghosts of uh, my smiling persona because I cheated on my... I cheated with my brother's wife. Boring. Is and that the, what Henry's supposed to be? Yeah, and then okay. we have psychological ghost of uh, my fiancé who died in front of me. I love... I love. He was scary. I love the psychological ghost because that's in Hill House too yeah. with the dad and the mom. And I just, I just, that's so good. Anything that mixes, anything that's like, here are, here is depression, here is anxiety, here is mental illness, here is schizophrenia, here is also ghosts. Yeah. It's just like, but They're, the ghosts have to be real. Yeah. The ghosts have to be real. Yeah. It's just like, that is everything to me. Mm. <laughs> um, so for themes. Themes. Love. Love. Love conquers all. Because at the end, um, Flora's like, this is a love story. Yeah. And your story in, instead of a ghost story. And I mean, number one, Danny and Jamie. Obvi- that's what she's talking about. Beautiful. But also, um, the love. There's there's Owen. And Hannah. And Hannah. Yeah. And there's also the love Danny has for the children that, mm-hmm. like, she allows a ghost, yeah. the worst ghost to be inside her yeah and then there is there is like fucked up love of peter and rebecca rebecca which is which is toxic there is toxic love between the like uh brothers and that stupid storyline yeah i can stop talking oh i really like every time you bring it up i have to re-remember that he that the uncle cheated yeah uh, slept with their the kid's mom i like can't and flora is his daughter yeah um, they're, I guess they're, they're trying to say that there's real love between him and the kids, but whatever. It's not in Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. And it's then, really not in there. No. And then the toxic love between the sisters, Viola. Oh my God. And what's her fuck? What's that's her name? Viola and Perdita. How do we forget? Her name's Perdita. God. Okay. Yeah. The toxic love mm-hmm. between Viola and her sister, Perdita, mm-hmm. because that is like, a weird controlling, a weird inferiority complex, a weird like trying to be her yeah. sort of love that what? is not real. What was going on? Like, yeah. with their, is it the money that corrupted them? Is it like, it's just because it seems like a, I, Viola's just like, seems like she is like, just, hello, I'm a monster. You know, she's just, and I guess, and her sister doesn't seem like that at first, but her sister does kill well, her. Well, I think, I think the opposing thing at work here with the love on the good side is selfishness on the bad side yeah and everything that that like will bring a person down or like tie them to the grief is selfishness because with viola she all she cares about is keeping her house and keeping her dresses and like Mm. keeping her husband where she's bringing them down she's she's sick she's ruined she's like she can she's gonna make them sick yeah. And she, like, won't let go by sheer force of will. And that's for her. That's, like, that's not serving anyone but her. That's true. It is selfishness. And then, I mean, her sister killing her is also selfishness because yeah. she's... she's She can't lose the money. She can't lose the money. And she, you know, isn't thinking of taking care of her sister anymore. Yeah. She's like, I, that's a huge burden on me. Mm-hmm. So finally, kill you. Yeah. And, and I think the same thing with Peter... 
he's trying to serve himself the whole time. He's trying to get money for himself. He's trying to get a new life for himself. Yeah. And Rebecca's just an accessory to that. That's yeah. like, I have the pretty girlfriend, just like I have the pretty car. I have the pretty house. I you think know? that's why Peter, like, undergoes so much ethical conflict with Rebecca that you can see is real, like, is not manipulation. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't understand why you can't just be with me. Like, he is, it's, it's. Because that love is is real. I think it's the same contradiction. Like, that love, he, I think they love each other. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know how to unselfishly love someone. Yeah. Like. Put his desires aside. Like Jamie did for Danny. Right. And and the same that, that Rebecca does for the kids. Yeah. Like, she'd and, rather and Danny be does for the kids. trapped in, in Bly Hell than take over a kid's body. Like, yeah. Peter, what the fuck? Oh my god, Peter is rotten till the till the end. Yeah. What? Okay, at the end, he does say sorry. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> what is that? Why wait, why did he why did he do that? Oh, because his spirit got released. I think I think he knew he was gonna go, had to go. And so, like, he probably does feel bad. But like Yeah, I, I believe he feels bad. I don't think he had a choice in that moment. And that's why he's and I love we both love this part where he keeps going back to that scene with his mom. Oh my barging god. Barging in on his house and he's like, Why do I keep coming here? Everybody else gets to go to fun memories, nice memories, and he's just stuck in this shitty memory with his fucked up mom. Yeah. Because he's in hell. Because he's in hell. He's a bad person. He perpetuated that shittiness throughout his life. That selfishness. That selfishness mm-hmm. when we're oh so we're talking about we're talking about love and selfishness as two side unconditional love mm-hmm. and conditional love and the thing the the final sacrifice of danny at the end which we will talk about oh yeah later is is supreme selflessness yeah, because absolutely. she's she's going to basically let herself die rather than take jamie down with her and yeah. when jamie asks and pleads to go with her she won't do it because she even if she wants it, she's like, I am not going to do this to you. That is completely selfless. And that's why the, like, cycle of of sadness ends. Yeah, because of selflessness. Mm-hmm. Wow, I just, I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what about death? Would you like to talk about death? Yeah, let's talk about death. I think uh, the, like, pathos of the Hill House anthology is kind of like you grieving is one of the most horrific things, Mm -hmm. but you will come through it. Mm -hmm. And, like, you need to go through it. Like, you can't, like, it's just about, it's about ghosts. Like, you ghosts shouldn't exist. They shouldn't be there forever, always grieving, doing the same actions over and over again, hurting other people in perpetuity? Yes. In perpetuity. There we go. Like, you there should be an end. There has to be processing and the life is over you gotta do what owen did when you have to sit down you have to get drunk yeah you have to talk about all the ways you're sad and then you have to talk about all the ways that you're relieved and you have to talk about everything that's going on everything that's real or you're gonna start feeling guilty about those things you're gonna start repressing those things you're gonna start like turning it all on everybody else instead of you (sighs) so it's about like facing death in the face and going like I see you Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be here with you. And I feel like that's what Jamie does for literally 10 years at the end. She's seeing her, her like biggest, greatest love just like basically in death. Yeah. Every day. But yeah, so that's a direct parallel to Viola and Perdita. Mm -hmm. I mean, different love, obviously, but like. Her singer sister. Yeah. And how those stories ended with this. There's conditional love and there's unconditional yeah. love in the face of death. Um, and she's loving her for holding on, for fighting, for seeing death and still living on anyway. Well, the other, Perdita, is is resentful yeah. that her sister is <laughs> holding on death in the face and not accepting it. And in the end, she makes her accept it, which makes it so it's never accepted. Mm-hmm. And Danny does accept it and makes it so it's always going to be accepted. Ugh. Mm. Like we have media training. We are so <laughs> good at talking about TV. Uh, um, yeah. Any other like themes that you want to go over? I mean, those are the big ones: love and death, and and selflessness, and se- self selflessness and selfishness. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that I mean it's basically it. Everything that defines the characters we've picked out as good 
is that they're selfless and everything that defines the characters that we picked out as bad is that they're selfish yeah i think like on a personal side i loved those people those Mm. selfless people because Mm -hmm. i think that's just a trait that we just fucking love in characters Mm -hmm. especially in something that is as scary just literally as scary as horror where bad things are happening all the time and like people are always watching out for themselves and something as regular as like taking care of kids when you feel bad or like like taking care of a loved one when they break a dish because they did a PTSD flashback. Like, yeah. it's it's those little moments that I think mean a lot more than, like, I'm a hero and I'm going to, like, go into the lake, you know? Yeah. I think those are, we see that all the time. Like, every superhero story has some self-sacrificial thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the small moments that you see that defines these good characters, like Owen always being there. Yeah. Always caring about other people when he's going through the worst shit of his life. Yeah. Like, Hannah always praying for everyone else when she's literally dead. She's dead. Like, yeah, she needs to save them. These little things that I think mean so much more and are so much more common than the, like, I will rush into the thing and I will, like, save my niece from the evil ghost. I think that's why that moment didn't resonate with us and we didn't even see the turn because it's like, who the fuck are you? You, What have you done? You've you've sat around and cried and then you're going to try to be a big hero. Like, that's not what goodness is yeah there's so much intricate character work to get to mm-hmm. all of the beats except for for henry what the, the fuck? et man yeah who was the et boy so right. i guess he gets a storyline yeah so i'm fine with like a big self-sacrificial ending but i think the thing that really defines those good people uh, are those little moments yeah it's so true and you know fucking what like the big sacrificial moment happened in the last episode danny gets one brown colored eye because she's viola now she has viola in her that happens like 20 minutes into the last episode of an hour-long episode because then they show the fallout yeah um it's just it's just what i like about horror is the psychological shit like Mm -hmm. the the way that i i mean i think that mike flanagan adapts these books is he wants to figure out what would really happen to these people if they experience these traumas like yeah and they're not just like, you know, stock story heroes. They're they're right. they're people. And like, how how would you react to having a, a a almost dying by ghost? Right. Yeah. So I just I love that. Mm. And like, ghost is a metaphor for like yeah PTSD. And I think that what, trauma. What makes it work that. is this realism, this relatability within the very heightened fantasy world that we're working in. We love it. We love it. We love it. What about the visuals, Brandy? Tell me about the filmmaking. You're the artist. I'm an artist. Yeah. I think that it's really well done. Just Mm. like the Bly Manor itself feels so like... Scary. Terrifying. When you see that plague doctor... Gigantic. It's huge. When you see that plague doctor in the corner, you're just like, oh yeah, he lives there. Yeah. That's where he's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the like lake that's always somehow misty it's so misty on that lake and yeah. like the water the, the viscosity of the water is like kind of gooey yeah <laughs> and i think it it makes sense like the full feeling of the manor you get so stuck in it because you're always there yeah every time you leave it it's like a shock because everything changes like it's it's gray it's dark it's like it feels wet like, yeah like morning dew is on everything like it's muddy Ugh. and then like they'll like flash back to in anywhere america yeah wherever danny's from we and it's know. it's like blasted with sunlight it's uh-huh. like bright it's it's colorful and even if something bad is happening to her you realize it's like a different place and they're doing all of that with visuals they're doing all of that with like music yeah and i think it works really well with just like how they've created the the atmosphere of each place yeah i think they i mean it's horror you have to rely heavily on what is in the frame mm-hmm. rather than what people are saying so i think I what always strikes me, and it struck me in the first series too. Sorry, just keep comparing it. I was I always mm. wrote my essays comparing works, so mm-hmm. it's just how my brain is. Um, like the it's always shocking to see where ghosts go. So for Bly Manor, Danny has her fiance's ghost always with her. Yeah. Um, but it's such an important plot point that some ghosts are stuck where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's again that's like what is this personal trauma you're feeling and how much of that is like a ghost and how mm-hmm. much of that is your your own mind. And I think that 
you know, the, the creepiness of that, mm-hmm. like, is how much is ghost and how much is your own mind. It really, like, excellent stuff. Yeah. The amount that it gets confused. Yeah. And, and I think that... And it, but by us, the audience. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that, that visual storytelling is always fantastic. And it's so much tension there. It's like, oh, my God. What? Wait, how? What? Mm-hmm. How? Where did this ghost come from? Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, I think this... What the series does really well is, like, building tension in the, like just the build i think once you actually see a ghost like with everything it's not that exciting but there is so much in the creeps in the background in the like panning on an empty hallway oh there's so much of that yeah in the like going through and like catching something at the very end there's just a a light here or like a movement there that is (gasps) so effective that's just somebody who knows how to do horror yeah and it's a lot of it's practical Mm -hmm. too which is always the answer (laughs) it's like yeah it just looks better yeah it just looks realer if it's horror and it's you like the nasty makeup on the ghosts is so awful and especially the wet one viola her face is just it just has like it's just always wet and she's no eyes and it it looks so good yeah well and i think that like maybe that wet that i was feeling in the whole manner is coming off of her of course oh we should i want to see after she disappears if it gets less wet (laughs) (laughs) well she's never really gone is she no they just leave but yeah and i think that uh they just yeah the editing's great there's there's some sequences maybe one or two sequences that go on too long which one? Oh, the ones with henry yeah well and also um some of the little boys speeches oh it's yeah, just like he's not great at those look cut, cut him short it's okay you can cut that because he's trying to be the great dude who's playing I keep trying to call him Luke. Peter. Peter. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you're not quite there. The only one I think really managed to do an accent also. Yeah. Yeah. Peter's accent is very extreme. He's like, I'll put you on the girl. (laughs) Yes. But uh, yeah, the the filmmaking wise, like editing and and lighting. You should watch it. It's It's amazing. It's great. Um, I think the other thing we wanted to talk about was like, is there anything like problematic that we should bring <laughs> up? I don't know. I mean, a lesbian does die. At the- okay, what happens to Danny at the end? Is she dead or is she just always down there? No, she's just always down there looking like, out, keeping keeping um whatever Viola in. Yeah, it, we were we were trying to figure out like what is going on with that moment. Wait, I I think that's I think that's it, but I think it could be probably interpreted a couple ways because that's hill house ends the same you can interpret it right i think that like uh you know it's lame that the lesbian relationship here has to end in tragedy yeah it's lame that it's like they're they couldn't figure it out and just because it always happens yeah i do think i i mean i was telling randy earlier like i i think they were fully aware of it Mm -hmm. um because they like they give uh, Danny and Jamie like ten glorious years together that right. don't exactly make sense because it's like what is Viola doing? If right? She's not... Why would she would just wait around? Yeah. Um, which are very nice to view. Right. My wife was like, "These are this is the best part." Thank you. Right. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, um. So they did their best, but they still wanted. They still did that it. Tragic ending. Because I mean, it is a horror, but everyone else. I'm glad Owen lived. Yeah. Uh, that's great. But also his the love of his life died oh yeah hannah died all the all the black women die horrible deaths yeah all two (laughs) yeah all two i'm glad that they're there talking if we're comparing from hill house to this yeah hill house i'm glad that they are there i remember seeing the intro with all the portraits of the different characters and i'm like oh there's black people in this one yeah fantastic yeah um people of color in this one uh which is which is great and i'm glad that they are playing the good people they are very good people, yeah. Um, and they're good in different ways. But they do they're all... Com- they're complicated. They do all die except for Owen. Yeah, Owen's the only one that lives. Well, Jane... Yeah. Yeah, Owen's the only... Person of color that... That lives. Lives. Yeah. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, But I, I do appreciate that they're there. And for the like the roles they play, I think... Yeah. They're good. Yeah, definitely. Um. I mean, like, we, oh, we just, we're fucking talking about Owen. We have an Owen cast. Yeah. <laughs> Love that man. Um, and yeah, there are some plot holes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, tell me about the plot holes, Brandy. Some problematic things. <laughs> Why don't the parents get killed by Viola? 
I it's don't, their bedroom. Yeah, because she goes to that bedroom. She grabs anyone who's in there. She goes like twice a month. She goes in there. She, anybody in there, she kills. Why have, are the parents just fine? I have no answers to that. I'm going to have to ask some internet detectives. I mean, we could try to yeah. figure. I mean, maybe it's because there's two of them. She can't grab both. She literally, like, has Flora in her arms in one scene and murders Henry in the other arm. Like, she's she's got the world's strongest grip. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's not really, like, an answer to that. Um, I don't know. She just, like, doesn't come around for 20 years. Also, that one's bad. Yeah. A less bad one is, like, why, why would... We've seen possession. Why would one of Danny's eyes turn a different color? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what are we trying? I know we're trying to visually do something, but that never happened before. I mean, I think they have to. It's like what we talked about before. Like, it's like kids have to have the same haircut they did yeah. as an adult when you're so you can identify them in scenes. Right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. And and uh, well, with the possession, it's like we, we mentioned it, but like, why does... Danny have the ability to fight and, and be there. And why does the kids can't? Like, Jessel can't? Like, yeah. It it doesn't make a lot of sense why she, like, Viola is just fine sitting around for so long. I know. Well, I mean, so, okay, so Viola is in a place when she possesses Danny or she has, she just doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know anything except for she wants, like, a kid. Mm-hmm. That's it. So what, what? Yeah, it doesn't add up. That that part is just kind of thematically, yeah. like, whatever. We needed an ending. But it's not bad. It's just, like, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, it? it's a, it's a It's a popcorn question. What's a popcorn question? Popcorn question is like, it's also known as like a fridge door question where uh, after the movie, you come home, you're like eating your leftover popcorn mm-hmm. you op- or you're opening up the fridge and you think, hey, why did that work? <laughs> it doesn't come until after many moments after the movie is done. So th- th- most filmmakers are okay with popcorn questions because they don't affect your viewing. Yeah. But um, it is that. And, and it's like, uh, your rules got a little fuzzy. Towards the end there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the most important one is why, how did Flora lose her accent? How did Flora lose her accent? Because she was a very British little girl. She was. And then she grew up with the same hair. Yep. And she's American. Yeah. What is that? And did, okay, we, we watched this over a long period of many times. Yeah, full disclosure. Um, why did, why is Flora her middle name? I felt like a vague memory of that. she that. goes by her middle name? Yeah, but I can't remember why yeah how what or else it's just supposed to give us a little inkling of like maybe some of this story was made up and maybe some of it is real we don't know what yeah sure i mean yeah (laughs) i mean yeah yeah and the way that this series ends is just jamie is a beautiful old woman and she just sits in her chair and she's in front of a cracked door just waiting for Danny to visit her. And then mm-hmm. you see Danny's hand on her shoulder. And then it cuts to black. And I think it's pretty good. It's but a I think, good ending. I think that's another example of is it in their head or is it a real ghost? Yeah, that could be. I mean, I assume I assume it's in her head. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, like as sad as that is. Because Danny is at the bottom of the lake <laughs> forever. Yeah. Just staring up. Yeah. Woo, it's brutal. Right. It's extremely brutal. I hate storylines where someone is like, you know, immortal and locked in like a metal box and thrown to the bottom of the sea. Yeah. It's just so scary. I hate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nightmare. But I guess Danny's fine because she has love. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe. I, maybe we need to read more closely or something because <laughs> that that part did get a little weird but i mean i'm glad they got their years together and i just don't maybe it's just because there's no resolution for viola there never can be and there never will be Mm -hmm. i mean i think the resolution would be if she somehow found selflessness she can't do anything anymore but maybe she's finding that with danny i don't know maybe they're maybe they're a team maybe maybe they're together we certainly weren't told that yeah no yeah um but yeah but yeah i overall i don't think there's too many 
big questions of like how the fuck does this work oh yeah we we just poke a lot of holes but no it was really good and it was a really good um use of the genre to talk about yeah love. i just think they needed to cut <laughs> henry's character altogether he's stupid i don't understand why it doesn't matter it's, it was a different tone it was a different story yeah i don't know i mean I feel like rewatching it almost to try to figure out where he really fits in. I know you were so ready for them to have some big moment for him to make it make sense, but they just didn't. Yeah, he's just, I mean, I could be like a red herring, but I'm like, it it took forever. It took so much story time. Yeah. And like, and he, so he killed like the kid's parents is kind of what we're supposed to think. And it's, or dad at least. And, but why would we care? But no, no, but no, but they didn't, but then no. But no. Is he a ghost? No. No. He's not. He's just a man who dies and comes back to Does life. he have a magical ghost twin? No, he doesn't. It's just in his head. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb. And it's not fun like the one we had already seen with the glasses. That was fun. Oh my god, that was so fun. That is such a cool design with the glasses. Yeah. And she sees him in the mirror like, oh my god. Anyway, I would suggest Bly Manor. Yeah. Um, it we has... just ruined all of it. We just ruined all of it. It was one of our... I mean, I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, and it had a really nice lesbian love story, which is what I look for in most things. Mm-hmm, even I... though it was tragic. Yeah. It was central. It was central. It was about love. At the end, they're like, it's a love story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I give it... Um, I would rate this... Um, Nine out of ten Owen cakes. (laughs) What about you? Oh my god. Wait a minute. What? What? Here it is. Okay. I found it. Okay. For a salt and buttery. Wait, what? For a salt and buttery. buttery. One of Owen's puns. He will call the food police for her assault assault and and buttery. buttery. Yeah. Out of 10. <laughs> Just the whole line. Uh, yeah, I really like it a lot. I think uh, there is some silly billiness where the tone goes a little bit. Right the now. tone goes a little bit out the hoo-ha. Yeah. So I will give it like a like an 8.5 out of 10. It's uh, it's it's spooky shit approved. So if you agree, yeah, you could just tell us that by leaving an email in my inbox like Donna, who's the best person in the world. Yeah. Um, if you hate this... Uh, that's fine. We're this probably is, not going to do this we're again. probably not going to do it again <laughs> unless we get really tired again. Um, yeah, it could happen. And we do watch a lot. Of, we, I mean, we do enjoy the ghost things. Look, so, so uh, we have media training. Have media training. Media I've training. read a script and I've rated it, you know? You know, I've, I've looked at like, a pitch. I've looked at a pitch and I said, don't pick this up. Ugh, Put it in the, the trash. Power. Put it in the trash. So you can email us at SpookyShitPod at gmail.com or we're on Instagram at SpookyShitPod. And we're also on TikTok. We're not. It's my TikTok. But you can follow <laughs> it at SpookyShitPod. Um, and I would like to thank Kiernan Amadeus for mm. our new fantastic. Spicy. Spicy. Crispy. Song, crispy. Copyright free theme, theme song. song. Thank you, Kiernan. Yeah. And thank you to you. If you got this far. If you listen to this episode, you're a hero. For sticking out with this weird experiment we have done. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Love and kisses. Hope and brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Don't let the ghosts get, get you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end.